Gemara. Today is Masechta Tainus, Tavchav Hei Amel Aleph. And we're talking about the different Amaroyim and their prowess and their abilities to make things happen. And, and so on. So we're up to Tavchav Hei Amel Aleph. And the last thing we learned about Hanina Ben Daisa, that they were very poor. And um, and his wife was with him in every step of the way. <clears throat> so we're up to Kingly Chanina Ben that the whole world re- re- relied on him and his chus that they were fed except himself. Now we learn a story with his daughter. So um, about nine lines into the wide lines. First was the line is Loi Shakul. Chad Beishimshi. It happened once between twilight and Rashi tells us whenever it says twilight, it means Shabbos. Here he says he doesn't know exactly why, but other places it seems to be, Rashi says, it seems to indicate the reason is because the only Ben Hashemash that really matters is Shabbos, because Ben Hashemash Shabbos already begins by Ben Hashemashes. Chazi Lebarte, he saw that his daughter, Havatzi, was very just very sad. Omelabiti Lemayatzi, why is so sad? Omelabiti, she says, what happened was, I'm going to light my Friday night candles. By mistake, I picked up a jug of vinegar instead of oil, and I poured it into my licht. And I lit it to be light on Shabbos, <coughs> to be fire on Shabbos. And obviously, it's not going to last. It's not going to burn. And once a week, you know, hits it, it's over. It's not going to last. What am I supposed to do? So, oh, my Lord, he said to her... Biti, my daughter. Now, obviously, we're talking about that uh, it was already Shabbos. Because if it wasn't Shabbos, so just go ahead and get oil. And we'll see from the story that she had other things of oil. It must have been Shabbos by the time she realized it. Nothing she can do. And that's very important. We'll get back to that in a minute. Biti, he said to her, I guess, does it really matter to you if it's vinegar oil, Misha Omar Lashem and the Yadlik, famous saying, whoever said that oil burns, which is Abishta, who he can just as easily tell us that the vinegar will burn. So, you know, the vinegar could burn. The Avial burn. Tana, we learned miraculously, not only did it burn this thing Friday night, but it burnt all the way through Shabbos. Until they brought from there, they brought light for Havdala. Or they brought Ula Havdala, they brought light for Havdala, or they brought fire for Havdala. That's the story. Now, Rashi says over here that, what do you mean they brought light from Havdala? They took another candle that had oil in it and lit from this candle of vinegar. Because they didn't want to benefit from Nisim like we had before, mice and Nisim we don't want to benefit from. So therefore, they just lit another candle of thing, and that's what they used going onwards. Because we, we learned two different Rashi's. One Rashi says it's forbidden to use mice and Nisim. One Rashi says it's preferred not to. So they didn't want to benefit. I, Shabbos, they had no choice. It was Shabbos already. That's the point. Shabbos, it was by the time she realized it was Shabbos already. So if we had no choice in Shabbos, you have to, you know, you have to see, you have to have Oynik Shabbos. One of the reasons for lighting candles is to just to make sure that there's no strife in the house and nobody bumps into the walls on your Shabbos. So you had no choice. But as soon as Shabbos is over, they lit from it another candle which had oil in it and they used it naturally again. Question is, why did Chanid just go ahead and say, you know what? Try to take the vinegar and make it into oil. 
Well, this is a big nest here that vinegar should burn. Just make, why is that a big, that's actually a bigger nest because every single second that it's burning is a nest. If he would have made a nest that the vinegar would have transformed into oil, it would have been a nest, but it's over. One nest and now it's oil, naturally oil burns. So shouldn't he try to mitigate the nest instead of uh, reducing the greatness of the nest rather than, remember Nisim also takes away Zachiyasim. Isn't it better to just make one nest rather than every single second another nest? And then he, he gives a whole deduction. The same Abishta who said oil should burn will make vinegar burn. Why don't you just say, okay, the vinegar is going to burn. It seems he wanted to teach here a very important lesson to everybody. And that is that we, what is the difference, the Vashanta once said, the difference between nature, something natural and something which is miraculous is the second time. So many things happen in the nature and um, we just take it that that's nature, natural. Well, you know, a seed turns into a tree. A, a seed turns into a child. And, and so on. So we, we, it happens every time. So it happens so often. So therefore, for us, it's natural. But in fact, everything comes from the Abishtah. Everything is a nest. The only difference in a nest and a teva is a nest we never see. So therefore, to us, it's remarkable. Teva, we see all the time. So we think it's, that's it. But who do you think made the laws of nature? This is all Nisim. And that's what he's trying to tell his daughter. That just now you're going to see a nest. You want to, if I change this to oil, then that's it. After five seconds, you forget that as a nest. I want it to be vinegar. And every second you remind yourself it's a nest. But I want you then to think about it. That in fact, the same Avishnu who, who said oil to burn, make vinegar burn, oil burning is also a nest. So from now on, when you look through the world, change your perspective. When you look at the world and you see nature, you'll suddenly realize the hand of Hashem, how it's involved in everything. So he wasn't just stopped telling us a story here, or some miracle that he did. He rather, rather, this is a, a lesson in how we should view the world around us. Perhaps that's the whole story. And let's continue. Then you want to further. Who was very, very poor, couldn't even have bread. Remember, before we learned, had no bread or anything else, had to eat goats. They said to him, people accused him that his goats are eating from their grazing in their lands, are stealing their, their grass and so on. And he didn't believe it. He said, If my goats are, are actually causing you a loss, then let bears eat them up. We know that there were lions and other animals, bears and everything else down there in the Middle East. We like if it's not true and you're fabricating the story, then every single one of these goats, should bring home tonight, duba a bear in their horns. No, they'll kill a bear and they'll bring it back, which is miraculous. That night, that's exactly what happened. Each one of these goats brought a bear in their horns. Again, the was a, was a big tzaddik. He can make this. He had a neighbor, the Kabanya base was building a house. And the beams couldn't reach both sides. Came before the Pchanina, she said, Benisi base, I built a house. And it turned out to be that the beams were all short and they don't reach from, from wall to wall. She says, my name is Aiku or Aiku or Aikoi. He said a name, but I think Aiku can also mean how. So how is it that how is it that we can extend your used her name as a pun? And how can we extend your your beams? Tana, we learned he miraculously he giu achiyata amlakalgam. Not only did it reach the roof, the walls, but it actually extended an overlap, an am on each side. And the yesh, I mean, and others want to say that sniffing awesome that they added attachments to the beams and and and, and it went to both sides. Benchanan says the malachi came along and did that. We just said before, you know, enjoy my medicine. We said yesterday that the difference is if it's for a yachid or for a tzibur, for a tzibur, maybe you can't be immediate, but for a vigil, you shouldn't. Here's a story, and that, that um, 
made a nest and the person is going to enjoy it when definitely it's discouraged. But maybe, and you shouldn't have any enough. Maybe here it's different because, just thinking out loud, maybe it's different here because the majority of the beam was not mycinism. All the other cases we had, a little tiny drop became a thing. The bread that filled the entire oven. Or, you know, the, the, everything that we talked about till now, that was mycinism, was, um, you know, suddenly the light came down from uh, all these things was nothing and became uh, unless happened suddenly it appeared in our case over here the the bean the majority of the bean was was in existence naturally you just had to extend it a bit and maybe that kind of mycinism you could benefit from ton of plain but actually saw extended overlap the beams i'm on each side and they told me, this is the house that Khadina covered with his davening. Said, I don't understand. You tell me a whole story about goats with beers. How can Abhanina afford goats when he couldn't afford a loaf of bread? Where do you have goats from? He was poor. Furthermore, the rabbi said, We don't want you to raise sheep or goats in Israel because they graze in other people's um, land and therefore they're stealing. We don't want to have that kind of society. With truth of the matter, it wasn't his goats. The story was, A person passed by his house and left behind him. There's some, some hens and roosters and and, and the wife found it after the person left. I had no idea who he was. He told her, don't eat even the eggs that they lay, because it's not ours. Uh, what happened was, then he would be in, but suddenly with lots of eggs in, had no room in the house. Kind of going in, and bunch of hands were born behind so it made it like very difficult. So he told him, mach and sell them, the canabe, the man, easy, buy goats. A long time later, the person who lost the goats went by. I now remember I left my goats over here. Uh, you have a sign, tell me what kind of, how many goats and so on. I'm laying, yes, not so easy. Game of sin by the Tanagalim. I gave a sin by the Tanagalim. He said, I left my Tanagalim. He gave a sin how many it was and so on. And I heard he gave him all these goats. The hain, hain, easy, the ice, do me because I, these were the goats that he did, um, that brought back the beers. And here's an amazing thing. It's not even Hanina's days of goats. And yet a miracle happened with them. Because when you're a shamer, Aveda, when you're watching an Aveda, you're a shamer. An argument have more about a camel, whether you're a shame of Sachar or shame of Chinam, but you're not, you're a shame. And therefore, when you're a shame, you have certain responsibilities. When you have responsibility, you have a, a little bit of ownership. So, therefore, these goats are treated as if they're Khanina Bedais's goats, and that's why they're able to do a miracle. But the truth of the matter is very difficult understanding more Mar's A story a guy lost, you know, lost chickens and everything else. So, what? So, why did he tell his wife, go ahead and buy goats? She told his wife, go ahead and buy something else. If you're not allowed to have goats in Edges Row, it was his idea to buy goats. So that's why actually there's another version in the story of the Gemara where the person lost the goats. And that's what he left there. And, and he took care of those goats and mined them and became a whole flock. That's the story. The way our Gemara story is very difficult to understand. What's the answer? What's Gemara's answer here? It was his idea to change it from, from chickens to goats. And the question is, you're not allowed to raise goats. But if, if the person left the goats behind, you have a mitzvah shavu zavida. So therefore, it's different. The, the isert of the Rabbi Yeshua, whatever or the Rabbana, that you're not allowed to have goats in Israel, is suspended in that case because you're doing a mitzvah. Rabbi Lazar does the chikle milsar. Rabbi also is very poor too. Now the next story is going to be very difficult to fathom. 
And uh, you have to look at Manal Prague, get these kind of sort of to understand on a metaphysical level, but we'll look more about shot. And was very poor. Ovid Milsa, he in those days, it says Ovid Milsa, he did something, a procedure. A procedure in those days was he let his blood to circulate. They used to, Hakaz's dam was very, very popular, very prevalent. That we had more Shabbos, there's all kinds of precautions they have to take and make sure that you stay healthy because that was very dangerous. Well, I have immediately, and very important, it's critical they have to eat something afterwards. They had nothing to eat. So, what he did was he was famished. He took, a, he took a piece of garlic and he punched it, shoved down his mouth. He collapsed. He, 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 uh, he fainted and he went to sleep. And went to visit him to see how he's feeling. They saw he was asleep, but he saw the Kabachi, he was crying in his sleep, and the Chayich, he was laughing in his sleep. And then the Nafik Tutsitsa, the Nerd of Mapoy said, then he saw a spark. A flash on his forehead. When he woke up, my time What's going on? Why were you crying? Why were you laughing? He said, I'll tell you what happened. I was sitting there and talking to the Abishter or to a Malach. I said to him, How much longer do I have to suffer in this world? Allah my son. It is better. Would you want me to? And the pastors that means your world. You want me to? Do you want to start your life all over again? Would you like to be born again? And and, and if there's a possibility, maybe you'll be born at a time when when there'll be an abundant amount of food. You won't have to suffer as much as you're suffering right now. A very odd conversation. Maybe. I'm going to start life all over again. It's only a maybe, a possibility. Then he said today, Mr. Amli, tell me, what's more, the years that I lived already, and don't mean I don't have too many more years to live, or I still have a whole lifetime ahead of me. If you lived already more years than you have left to live. I said today, Mr. Kenny, so I don't want to start life again. I already, because I'm Mitzvah, I'm going to go to Gan Eden, so I don't want to start life all over again. And so it was tenuous. Who says I'll be the same kind of person when I grow up again? You saying you don't want to? I will give you the Olam Haba. I will give you thirteen rivers of balsamic oil that is pure. Like these rivers of poras and diglas, the manegis, but what you can enjoy. Whatever these things mean, how these all represent different spiritual levels? So you give him. I'm a leave. I give you more. What could be left for everybody else? I'm delay. I don't mean take away from somebody who else. I mean take away from the Rishayim. We'll lose forfeit the Chayyim Haba. We'll learn the Marikadusha and the first Pedic. We already have it for as well. That in Rosh Hashanah, that the Rishayim will lose. Others take it. Is machin beaskutla apusoi. So they snap their thumb on my forehead. Not the sparky so. Normally he said. They said to me, Elazar, my son, you threw your arrows. That's the story. Very cryptic story. Needs a lot of explanation. That he was a great, great Rosh Hashiva. For every good stood up, Yudanasi, the last minute that he was decreed and it didn't rain. They said to him, but I'm sure. I'm sure Malavi was a great tzaddik. He he davened for rain. It happened. Amaluhu. He said to them, "Who I know? How by the way? What are you comparing? He's such a great man. He's Malavi, much greater than I am, and he's better than me. Interesting. He, he's trying to compliment the other person. He doesn't even call him by his name. 
bar levi usually is the way you you uh, you uh, describe someone that you don't have respect for. You know, you don't give him his first name. Yet he's trying to say here that he is a greater tzaddik than me. So odd that he called him bar levi. Anyway, Omrulei, they said to he, he said to them he said to them the naysay even the chavan died to see. Then he invited Rabbi Levi. He said to Rabbi Levi, "Why don't you come over here and join me together? Together we'll daven." Maybe the community will break their hearts. The Osir from rain. Let's try to do it collectively. Boy and Achim, the daven will Osir still in rain. He said to everybody, "Let's forget about you guys." Again, remember we had a whole discussion before. Who's the, who's the most prominent thing? Is the most prominent thing the tzibur or is it the leaders? So he tried to get the tzibur involved. It didn't work. He said, "Tzibur, you stay out of it. It'll just be the leaders." I'm lehein. We don't mind. So he and Rabbi said, "Heaven, heaven, clothes, cover your face. Now we bring clouds over." refused. And became very, uh, became very um, assertive, and he said, "How the chutzpah of the heaven? I told you to cover yourself with clouds. and he covers up, and the rain came." Lady goes at Tanisha was going to a tiniest, and the rain did not come. He said to her, the Abish there, Lisa Vishatamar, you went up to Shemaya, you forgot about us. Also, Mitra began to rain, but he was punished for the chutzpah that he, the way he spoke to the Abish that he became, he began limping. He dislocated his head. A person should not use strong words against the Abish. This great man used words against the Abish and began to limp. Umani, who is that? Levi. This is what caused him. This is what caused him. We had him on the the end by Yusuf and he went and demonstrated what Kedah is, which basically is like you uh, prostrate yourself and on your thumbs, and you just lift things like doing pushes on your thumbs. The Itla, and because it dislodges the hip. That's what happened, but why was he vulnerable then is because of the way he spoke to the he heard his clouds, the Ka'amri, he heard the clouds, the Malach of the clouds talking to each other. They were saying, let's go ahead and put and give some rain to Amon and and Moyev and miss So when he gave the third to eat, who is the one who was prepared to accept it? He went to Amun and the Kibbutz leader refused to accept it, and only ones who took with Eden. So Asher, now when it comes to Tater, after Noisim lehem Mata, you're going to make it rain. Shadu Hacha, drop it down here in Israel. Shadu Yaduch, they said that should happen. They dropped it down in Israel. Daughter of Rabbi Chaim Adaloni, my husband says, "Pasuk Tzadik Katomri Yifrach, Tzadik is like a palm tree. They palm Keeda is like a cedar. Balvani Yisgeh will grow." Like a, like a cedar tree, if it says like a palm tree, date palm tree, why do you compare to cedar? What are why we compare to different trees? If we have cedar tree, why say tamar? And you'll never tell them, so much like this. So this is what the Chiyabalani said. We never said date palm tree. We never said cedar. I would say ma tamar. Just like a date palm tree. We'll have a day on top of the page. It cannot regenerate, regenerate itself. After we would have thought of tzadik ain gizay machlif. Now, once you cut off the thing, ain gizay machlif. What do you mean? It won't regenerate itself? Rashi says over here that a tzadik won't wake up tchis mason. Very difficult to understand. So then, who will? If tzadikim won't wake up tchis mason, who will? 
So others lemshat means that ain't gizim machvei that his children are not tzaddikim, and we actually had that in the Dorim, That why is it that the children tamil chavim and not tamil chavim? We would have thought that the, by a tzaddik it can't be, or there's a very strong chance that the children won't be going in his footsteps. It's not like a cedar tree. And as if to say a cedar tree does regenerate itself. But if you remember, we had a few days ago in the Gemara, a weeks ago, that when, um, when Bilam was saying Ke'eres, he wanted to say is that we don't, Eres also does not regenerate itself. Okay, that's why it says Eres. Either not, it could regenerate. I mean, the tzaddik can have children equal to tzaddikim. Elanemet Eder said, "Elanemet Tomer said, 'Not say Tomer.' He said, 'My Eder is a noisy pedes, and Eder is is bare, has no fruit. Av tzaddik has a shom, a noisy pedes, a tzaddik also.' And again, Rashi says, 'A tzaddik ain't pedes. He has no schar lo asul lovin.' What does that mean? Then who will get schar? Very different than Rashi. A noisy pedes means that he won't be successful. The others learn he won't be successful in having good students. That tzaddikim don't know how to impart. They're, they're such a high madrege that they don't know how to relate to other people. Therefore, cannot inspire others." like a date palm tree. It has dates. A palm tree has dates. In other words, it has pages, it has students, and everything else. You telling me? You told me that eres regenerates. We learned the halach. Somebody purchased a tree from his friend, and he wants to cut it down. You have to make sure you leave a tefach still there from the trunk so that it can regrow. The kites is beside a shikma. When it comes to a sigma tree, you have to allow to regrow. And the psula shikma, a sigma tree that was never cut before, you allow three twachim to, to regrow. What about bikanim or bikfanim? When it comes to reeds and vines, from the knot and above, where there's, you know, with knots and the branches, that's you cut it down to the end and let it regrow. But the kolim or when it comes to date palm trees or cedar trees, you can do whatever you want. It will never regrow. Dig all the way to the bottom. And uproot it. They can never regrow. Clear that a cedar tree is just like a date palm tree. It can never regrow. So what are you saying? That edes means gizeh machlif. We're talking about different kind of cedar trees. We already had no satrashana. That there are a number of kinds of cedar trees. Four or ten. Here it says, There are ten different kinds of cedar trees. But as it says, in Pasik etted by Midbar, I will place the Midbar, Erez, Shita, Vahadas, etc., etc. Ten different kinds of cedar trees. And most of them do have, can regenerate. Then we further, I don't know what we learned. Maisel, Rabelezer, the story of Rabelezer, and Hurkin is, Shegoza, Shlalosh, Estet, Tainit, Alatibur. We looked before, there's three sets, this first bracket, if it didn't rain three, then another three, and then another seven. So 13, it didn't rain in Israel. So he uh, put into place these 13 fasts. Well, the Shamim, it still didn't rain. They finished the last set. It's Chilot, Chilot says everyone started going home. He said to the people, That's it, you're going home to bury yourself because nothing happened. What are you rushing home for? To do what? Go, Kolam Vachir, all began to cry. Again, we had a few stories before yesterday that when you humility is the best Kaylee to make it rain. So he broke the people's, uh, I guess they didn't do full chuva, and now they felt they did a full chuva, it started to rain. Shumai said, but again, you see it, the leader can't do it on his own, he needs a tzibur. Shumai said, but another story of Lezer, she yod and lifnei ha-teva, said, went before the Omad, the Omad, esim v'abba brachas, where he said, 24th, looks, you know, all the time here, that they used to daven ran from the Oren they didn't have like a separate gender. He said he went for the Tava, said the 24 brachas. 
and yet, you know, because by a fast, we'll learn, you know, you have to make 24 brachas. We had before the extra six brachas. Yet still in rain. Then Rabbi Kiva, who uh, his student, followed him. But oh man, he said the following. And this is the source for what we do in Hashanah and Kippur or in Tanesi. Avinu Malkenu. You're the only king. Then Avinu Malkenu. And the Yod of Shon began to reign. All the other Avinu Malkenu were added over time. So this was when Rabbi Kiva started and, and it all added and went over time. Habibaran Rabbonan, the Rabbonan which were now taunting Rabbi Leza. <laughs> You're the Rebbe. Look who's a great tzaddik. Yotz, the Basco, Rabbi Leza Ben Hurkunus is very friendly with Baskos because every time he was in trouble, Basco came out to, to protect him. Omar said, Rabbi Kiva was very, was Michael, everybody, and was very tolerant, and Rabbi Leza Ben Hurkunus was not. Where do we see that he was not? Where did you learn who was not a Mavo Medesif? The only story that we know, as far as I remember, is that when Rabbi Gamliel's wife was Rabbi Leza's, um, um, Rabbi Leza's wife, who was Rabbi Leza's sister, saw Rabbi Leza Hercules was about to do the Philos Apayim, so, and he was going to, it's the other way around. Um, sorry. No, no, the story is not right. So I, I'm not sure exactly. Where exactly do we see that... Um, where do we see that he was Marvel Medesif? Don't know. Anyway, what's so special about Avinu Malkeinu that made it rain? So very quickly, there was once a, a story with uh, Rabbi Gordon, who's a Rabbi Maplewood, and uh, this is in the late 50s or the 60s, he wanted to build a mikveh. He couldn't get the people in the show to offer money for a mikveh, even though they all came from Eastern Europe. They all, knew, you know, they all raised from and everything else came to America. They became very Americanized. He once called them Malala Malka, and the president of the show was uh, Nathan something, he used to be Nussan, and now he became Nathan, a real American, very successful person. So he gets up and he says, you know, we say, Avinu Malkenu, this is Robert Gordon speaking. Avinu means our father, Malkenu means our king. The relationship between a father and a child is very different than a king and a subject. So which one, are, how are we addressing the Abishta? Avinu or Malkenu? She said, once a farmer who couldn't afford to hire a Malamed for his kids, so at night he was a Malamed. And one of his kids was very wild, very mischievous. And he used to really, you know, be very, he used to discipline him a lot. So one day, the kid says, Father, I don't understand. When we're in the farm working together, you're so pleasant, so easy to work with. But what you're teaching us, you're so mean, you're so strict. So he said to his, uh, to his son, look, during the day, I'm your father. During the night, when I'm your, I'm your Malamed. And as a Malamed, I have to be strict. The next day, the kid was mischievous again, and the father gave him a smack. So after class, the kid came over to his father, and he says, Ta. Can you do me a favor? Can you have a, a talk with our Malamed and tell him to have a little bit more Rahmanus, a bit more tolerance? So we say to Abishta, Avinu, you're our father. Why don't you talk to Malkenu, the, um, the king who makes all these rules, and tell him to have a little Rahmanus on us? And that's what was so special of the Avinu Malkenu. So then he concluded that story. He says, and I would hope that Nasi would have a chat with Nathan and tell Nathan how important a mikveh for women is. And that's, you know, the, the sets up a Jewish community and children in the future that maybe uh, Nathan will listen as well. And sure enough, he got all his money. Tell him learned. How, to when, how much rain do we need before we say you don't have to fast anymore because you got your rain? As long as what? When the plowshares go in there and it hits the, it's in the ground between the furrows, it, uh, it's all wet. Chacham say bechar depends. Dry land tefach. 
at least a tefach, because it's very, very dry land. You need a lot of water to soak a tefach worth of soil. The bane is, if the land is not so dry, then one tefach means it's a little bit of rain. You need tefachim. It has to be two tefachim into the ground that it's wet. But if it's land that you have plowed and everything else, then three tefachim. And that's a lot. You don't have a tefach of rain that comes um, from above, that you don't have water from underground that comes from below, that, you know, moisture rises from the bottom, from underneath. Because you have all these creeks and everything else flowing on the underneath earth. But then we learn again. This way you say that the time only rises He's talking about land that's avuda. So even though uh, water went a tefach in the ground, it's only a little bit of water. So therefore, only two tefachim rises from below. Um, but uh, if only a little bit of water comes from rise as well. But if ain't um, avuda, land wasn't worked work through, and a tefach of, of, of soil became very wet from the rain above. I mean, a lot of rain came, so then you have a lot of water from below coming three tefach. When they did nizachamayim on sukkis. Is the the borders that flow under the ground says to each other, flow, I hear the sound of two different friends. I hear Nisachamayim and I hear Nisachayayim. There's two libations happening with, in contrast to the rest of the year. There's only Nisachayayim, but on Sukkot we also have Nisachamayim. It says, el that the Tahim addresses the other Tahim to the sound of your pipes, the two pipes of the Mizbeach. I saw the Siddhaya, Rashi says, Siddhaya is the Malach who's in charge of, of the rain. So you heard the Siddhaya, Domi Igla. Was similar to a calf, Upirsa Sivoksa. I saw it. I saw the mala. The mala to me appeared like a calf. Upirsa Sivoksa, and its lips were sort of uh, split. The kaima and it's it was it was standing somewhere between the water above and the water below, between the oceans below and the and the heaven above. Um, interesting. Rashi says here. It's between the Atlant uh, between the Okeanos, oceans, and the heaven. Where in the horizon, it seems like they meet. You know, from wherever you're standing, it seems that the you know the horizon always seems like they meet to the the with the heaven. So that's where it looked like the Malach was standing. Um, the time the time yeah, the water above. He says, uh, so to the time the Malach says, time to give a sprinkle. Now would make it rain. And he says, one water below, he says, it's time to make the water flow. And it says, and uh, he says in the Pasuk, and so therefore, then that's, I can see down here, it's time to start flowing here as well. Um, the way Rashi Lezhe, we're talking about over here, Sukkis, when there's Nisachamayim, Nisachayayim, so he says, when they do, remember, we do Nisachamayim and Yom Tavis in order to make it rain. So he says that we see the nisuch in the ground, and it only happens once a year on Sukkot, just like you know the garden every, every year grows again. So therefore, it's time. And the pasuk says mirrors. It's time for um, to sing songs of Yamtiv and so on and so forth. <clears throat> um, says so further. 
Says the Mishnah, Yimisan, and the What happens? They fasted, the rain started. So we have two opinions. Of course, one opinion, it depends on Netzachama. Before Netzachama started to rain, don't worry about it. You don't have to fast. After the Chama, you have to continue fasting. The other opinion says no. Till Chatzais. Because before Chatzais, it's not really called a fast. It's never, never didn't become a fast. If it started raining before Chatzais, you don't have to complete it. After Chatzais, you need to complete. Before nine hours, you do it three o'clock in the afternoon. Why? No, at any time before that, it's not really called fasting because the kings, the royalty, they don't eat till six hours after they wake up and they only wake up three hours in the day, nine o'clock. So therefore, until that's not really called a fast, even though it's not the majority of people, that's enough. That's why even the one that says chatzais, because Tamil and Chacham used to eat their lunch, their, their first meal, chatzais, so before that's not a fast, even though most people ate to be having more psachim than the first payday, by the fourth hour, but it doesn't matter most people. There's a, there's a, there's a chashu group of people that eat to chatzais, before that it's not really called a fast. And according to Rabbi Yaisi, even the royal family, for them, it's not a fast before three o'clock. That's out for everybody. She came She's on the mitzvah When does he start considered fasting? Only from nine hours and on. It says in Pesach, did you see? before me and so on. Why? Because he started to fast. And remember the grandson of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. He was going to a tiny who suddenly from little. The Yordalem Shamim started to rain. So, but he thought that's Shlomini. He thought Allah is like a mayor, so you have to complete the fast. Allah is, if the rain happened before Chatzais, you don't have to continue fasting. Shmuel Akotten does this. Shmuel Akotten decreed the tiniest. The Yordalem Shamim started to rain. Before the sun, before even sunrise. Because the people thought, wow, we're, we're tremendous. As soon as we said, well, the fast five minutes and suddenly started to rain, they took all the credit. Relax. I'll tell you the marshal, a servant who wants a piece or wants a present from his teacher. And the king said to them, give it to him. Give them the present. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to see them. Just give them what they want. Forget it's a patch and button. The way Shmuel is describing it here is, yeah, they, they just want out fill it, doesn't want anything. So he said, you know what? They plan to do this. You give them the rain and leave me alone. Shmuel, another story. Shmuel Akotten. Shmuel Akotten. This is not the normal Shmuel. We, um, this is Shmuel Akotten. We actually had a story. We Morrison had in the first page. We said Shmuel Akotten was such a great tzaddik. He could have been tchias amesim in his. He could have made tchias amesim in his lifetime. Gaza Tanisa. He was the creator. He was a tana. Once fasted, and after Shkia, no, it was practically the very end of the day, but still within the day of fasting, it's about to rain. So here for sure, we're tremendous. We, we always, we didn't finish a fast, but we always finish a fast and start to rain. It's us. He wanted to keep them, you know, to keep the lid on their egos. He said, nothing to do with that. I'll tell you what it's like. A servant who wants a present or a piece from his teacher, from his master. He said to them, why don't you let them melt down each time? Let them suffer. I can get them straight away, but I want to see them suffer a little bit. On the contrary. When can you ever praise the, the community for what they did? Amadi said, The nurse, if they say, like we had a few stories before, as soon as they say the words Mashiruach, the wind starts to blow. And he says, Then you know that they it, that there's a response to what they done. 
but just finish the panic. Maise begozu tainis belud, and then the mortal story of Tarfin. They made a tainis belud, and then before Chatzais started to rain, the Tarfin told them to go home, eat, and be merry. And then they said halagodl. Says Gemara, why you eat and then say halagodl? Halagodl is hoyl Hashem kitay kilom chazli. The hal that we say in Rishchidish is called halal hamitzri, the Egyptian halal. So he said, "V'neima halal mikara." Why not first say halal, thank the Eibushter, and then go eat? Abai Rabbi Zavai, they said, "V'sheinoim halal." You cannot really say halal el al nefesh seveya the keres If you want to say halal properly, you have to be happy with yourself. If they're still hungry, they're not going to say they're going to go run rip through the halal. That's not, that's not the point. And you want to say thank you, you have to actually have to mean it and, and say you know galasin. Say it slowly. So when Ain is not so, but a puppy equally can eat the Avi Gaiva, he once came to the show of Avi Gaiva, but goes of Tainus and his degree of Tainus. We heard him start to rain. Ad Chatzais, it started to rain right before Chatzais. But Omar Hali said, Hal, the Achikachachu was shot. So they actually said, Hal first. Shiny Bene Machuza, the Shikhiba Shikhi. Remember, Bene Machuza were the Shayim. Plus, they used to get drunk. If they would have eaten first, they would be drunk. The Hal would be worthless. So in that case, they have no choice. He said, Let's say Hal first, and then we'll go home and we will party. Hadin Allah said the tiniest 